Hi, I'm John. And I'm seven minute abs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm six minute abs. There's no, no six minute There's man. no six minute abs. Step into my office. You can't get a workout You're in six fucking minutes. Fired. You can't, not even a mouse on a wheel. <laughs> you can't work up a sweat. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Breaks and beans. Breaks and beans. He was masturbating. He was <laughs> <laughs> Do the theme song. Right little package. Affirmative. From that moment on, the guys at school looked at me in a whole new light. Is it the Frank or the Beans? Ow! We got a bleeder! Keep the pressure on. Keep it on. You're a fucking liar. All right. 1998. Let's reminisce a little bit about that. Some more Fairly Brothers coming for you. We talked about it in our Dumb and Dumber episode that we needed to check this movie out. So we indeed did. There's something about ah, Mary. So this is the movie about uh, Ted, who is desperately in love with this girl Mary in high school, gets an opportunity to go to prom with her. Uh, that zips up and goes out the window. Uh, and then uh, they kind of drift apart and life takes over and uh, he hooks up with her many years later after hiring a private investigator to go find her and hijinks ensue. So we got Cameron Diaz, we got Ben Stiller, Matt Dillon, um, Chris Elliott, a couple seven others. Seven Minute Abs. Yeah, Seven Minute Abs. Harlan Williams. Yep. Yep. And uh, so uh, I, I need to start this one off by saying I watched apparently the extended version. Yeah, you should. Why do you keep doing you keep that? Doing that. Stop it's because doing when I that. get the, I have this movie on DVD, but I don't have a DVD player right now. So I go online ever to find again. it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I go online uh, to find it and I don't really have too much choice. Um, so did you guys know Jeffrey Tambor is in this movie? Well, yeah, he's in the yeah, original he version. Is he? Okay. Yeah. So I need to. I need and you he's guys, the guy on the phone. How long was the runtime for what you guys watched? Hour fifty or something. Yeah, like two it? hours, just just under two hours. Okay, so mine was two hours ten. So not a ton of extra stuff, but there was a lot more, as I recall, with Jeffrey Tambor. Okay. Did you know Jeffrey Tambor was a cop in this? Does he? I did not know he was he, a cop. So at in my version, he picks um, picks him up from the airport, Pat. And takes him back to his place and he's like a cop getting ready to go to work and Matt Dillon convinces him. He's like 19 months clean or something and Matt Dillon convinces him to start drinking again and then he turns into a total coke fiend and gets eaten by his snake. What? Did you know he had a snake or a big dog either? Nope. No. Okay. Oh, dog, so yes. It's fucking yeah, all of... Je- like, no wonder they cut him out of this fucking movie because all the shit with Jeffrey Tambor is garbage. Wow, that's Hot really garbage. weird. Okay, so my biggest negative for this movie, like right off the bat, is... Uh, the singing with the guys. So did yours, All have, of that did yours have a claymation opening? No. Okay, so the extended version has a weird fucking claymation opening that cuts into those two guys sitting in the tree doing their song. But those guys throughout the movie can fuck off. I'm so happy when that guy gets shot yeah, at the end. I, that's what me... I felt that way too. I, I feel like they do that because they know they're killing you with them the whole movie. And then they shoot them as like a like a funny like, yeah. But then I'm like, why put them in then? I would yeah. have just... I, if you would have gotten rid of all of their songs, that movie would have been so much better. Like their songs drag that movie, if make it take slow you out it of down. It, take you out of totally. It. Like that would be would have been my first editing decision as a producer, an editor, a director. I would have been like, this is this stuff is. I know there are friends. I think there is friends or something from the hometown stuff, but 
sorry, doesn't fit the movie. It slows no. the story down. It's yeah. got to fucking it's go. It's such a speed bump every time. And then it really bugs me. So I think it's funny that the, the, the guy who's playing the drums is so obviously not even trying. But the guy who's singing and playing guitar looks like he is. But he's like, as a guitar player, you can tell he's not playing anything he's singing. He's like, his strums are off. The chords he's making don't make sense. I'll be honest, I fast forwarded all yeah, of them. Yeah, I'm like after the first one, just, I just fast forwarded them all yeah. to get them out of the way because I knew they sucked. I didn't even have to look at them. Yeah. Also, save a little time. It would have yeah, been at least yeah. a minute and a half, maybe a little bit more off the runtime just to get rid of them. And they no, had, it would have been each like time, I think each time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they really get into it. You would have gotten five, seven minutes down, and you wouldn't have had that slow dragging bullshit. Yeah. It kills the scenes. Mm -hmm. It really does. I mean, there. I don't mind the voiceover in the beginning of this movie. I actually kind of like it. The only complaint I would have with the voiceover, other than I just don't usually like voiceover, is that they never have it again other than the beginning of the movie. Like right. the voiceover completely falls off, which is fine. It really just talks about her. It just, well... Well, talks about her, and then he's like, my friends looked at me in a different light. And then he's like, you are a fucking oh, liar. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So the voiceover only seemed to be in the high school flashback. And then once he became an adult, there is no longer a voice. Yeah. You don't need it. No, but I don't feel like, I feel like you have to, if you're going to introduce it, you, that either has to be something that carries out throughout the movie, like Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Or you just take it out. And I don't necessarily think it made the movie stronger to have it. Yeah. Who, who thought in reviewing something about Mary we'd bring up Shawshank Redemption? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Well, it would be like having Red's voice <laughs> at the beginning be of Shawshank parallel. Redemption when he's like, Andy came to Shawshank in 19 or 1875. <laughs> and then you never hear him do voiceover again. It's just like, why was there voiceover in the beginning yeah. of the movie? Yeah, I get that. But he does it throughout, right? Yeah. The uh, the flashback stuff, the high school stuff, I'll say um, all the actors, like, actually, I mean, they look a little older for sure, but the way they did the makeup and the braces on Ben Stiller, I like totally bought that he was in high school. I, Everyone's so awkward and the zits. And I feel like it's it's it, it's the performances and the makeup for sure because yeah. they're clearly a lot older. They but are. you're right. I but it it I buy it. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. get a speed bump. Uh, it doesn't get in the way. And they really do the awkwardness of high school really well with Ben Stiller trying to yeah. ask that one girl out. And she's like, maybe. And he's like, so that's a maybe then? She's like, maybe. If everything falls apart, then maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah. Then, yeah, the dude picking on Warren and, um, Dan from Deadwood. Yeah. It is. <laughs> oh Which my God. I didn't fucking know either. I you, didn't. <laughs> neither of you guys knew Colin that was Dan. And I was like, I oh, knew the what? guy wasn't like actually handicapped in real life. And some of the other actors in the latest. I can't believe neither all. of you knew oh that was Dan. Oh my God. No way. Well, I, I would have noticed, I think watching again, but you said right at the beginning, we watched this together. And yeah. Right at the beginning, you were like, Dan. And I was like, what? When Dan kicked the shit out of the captain in Deadwood, he should have been like, Franks and beans. Franks and beans. <laughs> I bet you he's been trying to distance himself from this performance. Oh my God. Why? That's amazing. Yeah. No, that's amazing. It. He is really good. I don't know how politically correct it is today, but he's really play he goes for it in this movie. He yeah, one hundred percent goes for it. But he doesn't go full R. He's got no, he does. Yeah, I think he I does. One hundred percent think he does. Oh yeah, like he's got the he? hands and everything else going. Like he can't really communicate. But I, I mean, yes, he commits to that role, but I feel like he's not overboard. Oh, uh, no, not, not at overboard, all. Overboard, no, but no, he's, he's, I think he's full. Like Sean Penn, as opposed to Ben Stiller in Tropic Thunder and that <laughs> fucking special Jack or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, but you know, but special Jack's intentionally supposed to go over the top. <laughs> no, no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, if those, are, if that's the spectrum. Uh, but if if oh you, if I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, <laughs> if you didn't, I didn't know better. I would, I would maybe think that he was. Yeah, disabled. no, that, that's me too. This is yeah. my point. Kind he of plays, like, he plays successfully special needs person. He, he takes it or seriously. A stereotype of a special needs yeah. person, right? I'm not going to say this. Like is another person yeah. who did that successfully in his er, very early on was Leo. And, oh, uh, yeah, and and Gilbert Grape. Gilbert I feel like Grape, yeah. I like I, this is weird to say, but I honestly feel like his performance in this is as good as Leo and Gilbert Grape. Because yeah. there's no moment where I feel like he's falsely portraying our our like Brent said, making it silly. I feel like every like little gesture, his facial expressions, his hands and his ears and stuff. It like I feel like he did a great job. Yeah, that's W. Earl Brands' his name. He's kudos to him because like I didn't know it was him. Now that I do, I respect that guy even even more. more. Yeah. It's, it's funny, but it's not like offensive. Like it, if I don't it, think if so. it was done to be offensive, which you could get a laugh out of, I'm sure. But uh, I really feel like it's it's it, you know for what he's going for an accurate portrayal. Yeah. So that's 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 pretty funny. Um, and uh, the so the first scenes where he almost gets beat up and and Ted does the save the cat moment. Yeah. Where he stands up for her brother. Um, once again, immediately you see why she likes him because uh, he's actually a really nice guy. She even says later he was so he was so awkward and sweet and she nice, and braces. she loved his braces. Yeah. So like that's all explained because he's she's there's obviously an attractiveness level between him and her that is, but I feel like they establish that right away. They do, mm-hmm. yeah, and get it out of the way so it, it doesn't become a, a good writing. Like yeah. good, and then uh, I love uh, with the piggyback. Oh my god. <laughs> I got a disc thing. Really. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I love the, whoever did the folio, the sound effects yeah. for the crunching when he gets on his back yeah. is really and funny. And he carries him the whole way home. That's but walnuts of course, for sure. Of course you, yeah, for sure it's walnuts. Um, oh yeah, probably. Yeah, and he, and he would do that to, to, to get with Mary. Um, oh yeah. And then, you know, the whole going to the prom thing nice and meeting too. Mary's family with, with uh, what's his name? Keith, Keith David and... Oh, um, so is Keith David? What's her name? Post. Yeah. Are they both from from Night Court? Post is from Night Court, but is he the black guy from no. Night Court? No, no. He reminds me of of the bailiff so much. I'm yeah, trying maybe. to remember exactly his demeanor. The now. Are you sure he's not the bailiff? I'm pretty sure he's not. I just fucking with you, did. Yeah. I also, me and Brent were mentioning how he, as over the top as his character is, he really seems to care for both Mary and for the son. It's nice because they yeah. could have went for cheap stereotype here, like especially with like black stepdad, whatever. Yeah. They could have went like a lot of these like easy jokes, but they yeah. kind of don't. He's no. a really good dad. He really cares for Warren. Yeah. He fucks with Ted perfectly. He gets right? really mad with Ted for the baseball and thing. And he gets super mad. Which and is, he's, like, he's like, what the fuck you think you're doing? And he's like, I'm just baseball. trying to give him a baseball. What, what baseball? baseball? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, where's the bathroom? He's like, you better get out of there. <laughs> He's like, it's in a hole. Yeah. Yeah. And he's trying to comfort Warren. Yeah. Like he's being really sweet. Yeah. And then even when Ted's in the bathroom and stuff, he, there's this, he is, the acting is, the actors really go, put, go the extra mile. Like it's so subtle, but like when he comes in the bathroom and. Well, how'd want, you get the beans above the Frank? Yeah. <laughs> when he wants to see Ted's uh, injury or whatever, he puts down the toilet seat and puts glasses on and yeah. like gets in there and really wants to take a look. Yeah, yeah he's like a professional. Yeah, he all of a sudden becomes Oh my God, like, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, he it, almost becomes a doctor. It's true. And it's also good the way they, they do the whole Ted's 
peeing and looking out the window at the birds and then the birds fly away and it's like that's solid and then ted is in such a huge hurry and he's embarrassed so it's plausible he could have i felt zipped like the that. fucking anxiety for him like like they do a really good job of capturing the cringe in those moments because i don't know about you guys but i'm like uncomfortable watching it because yeah. of how well they're capturing that kind of feeling, that emotion. Yeah. Like yeah. when the birds fly away and he's just staring at her tits and like the, not intentionally, but he's seeing her and they see him <laughs> seeing her. And then he's like got his dick in his hand and all the rest of this <laughs> stuff. I'm just like so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like it's funny, but I can't wait for and, it to be over. And I'll tell you something right now. Like the, the person that they hired as their um, cinematographer, I guarantee you he, he did a he came up with a lot of the shots and stuff because after watching Dumb and Dumber, I realized that um, they probably hired a really, had more money to hire a really good cinematographer. Yeah. And he, because what, ha what happens is the directors will be like, oh, we want to do this. And he'll be like, the cinematographer will be like, okay, well, this is how you'd shoot that. You, you could do a pull focus from the bird and then like you could do it all in one shot. And they'd be like, oh, that's a great idea. I guarantee you that's what happened because their directing went from like a zero to fucking seven or an eight in this yeah. movie. So yeah. what's interesting here that I read was that um, this movie's following Kingpin and Kingpin was kind of a bust. And so they figured this was going to be their last movie. So they kind of went for it. And I feel like a lot of that stuff might be like you're saying these directing choices and stuff like that. And maybe they're involving people like cinematographer taking suggestions a little bit more maybe doing stuff a little bit more um it's just how seems, they want to do it yeah stuff, how they felt like maybe they should because it, they're like really like this is our last swing let's just fucking go for the it. fence yeah because yeah, it really felt like a, it wasn't them directing this it and like once again it, there's no problem with them that's their job is their jobs are filters to take the advice of everyone around them and then to direct the movie right so like brent said maybe they this time they actually listen to people and were that were smarter than them hmm that's yeah. what you need to do, especially like when you have a resource like someone who's done a million movies as a cinematographer. Oh, 100%. And they're like, whoa, there's better ways to That's shoot their this. their job. Let them make you better. Yeah, why yeah. the fuck not? So know. many cinematographers have made so many directors look so good. Totally. Um, then things get a little crazier with the cop peeking his head in the bathroom window. I thought I heard a lady scream. That's and, so funny. And then getting the firefighters in. Th things get a little more crazy from more less believable to more crazy it's, at well, that that's, point. Um, well, that's a, what's his name? Larry, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, fuck, I can't remember that actor's name. But he's like, he's, I mean, he's famous. Uh, Larry Clark. I never, Lenny Clark. I never even. He comes in, then he gets on the radio. <laughs> hey, you got to get in here. Bring everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also... I, it's funny that John said that because I never actually watching this movie again, never realized how silly it does get. Yeah. But because as soon as a cop pops his head in, but it's, yeah. but because it be, just because of the tone and, and how funny it is, it, it totally, I didn't even notice. Yeah. I, it does escalate very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> With the, the fire department. Like pulling off a bandaid. One, two, we got a bleeder. <laughs> and then that's when uh, he, Warren, as he's, First of all, Brent pointed out, which I didn't notice before, Mary has her hand on yeah, his groin. Yeah, bringing him out on the On stretcher. his groin with probably an ice pack or She's something. Or a pressure, a towel. Stop the bleeding. And uh, Warren is chasing them, screaming. Frank's a Frank, he, was he was masturbating. <laughs> he was masturbating. And everyone, there's like a huge crowd of people as Warren's screaming that. And she's holding his junk with the yeah. towel. You, so funny. Do you guys think that they dropped the stretcher on purpose? Or was I it, read it was an accident. Yeah, because it I totally it. the 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 camera doesn't follow it, and it You're, just it happens so suddenly when they're putting them on the ambulance, they they drop it. 
I laughed so hard when it, it happened it again leaves, this time. And when they cut back, they're pulling it from the side. So they were probably added that shot after. But I think when they were putting them on the ambulance, they, it, it fell on purpose. I, I mean, by accident. Oh, and you that think that was it, a happy accident? Yeah. Yeah, because oh, it totally worked, right? It totally worked. Yeah, it's really funny. It does seem like it comes out of nowhere. It is really funny. Yeah, it's all it's like nothing worse could have happened to him because yeah. that was like his first date with his dream girl. And 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 so like that was like the uh, exclamation point on the horror. Yeah. But if you watch this movie cooks really well and the cuts are all really good. And like that bleeding scene is one of the perfect things when a cop's just like, hey, it's just like taking out one. Yeah. Two. And then we the got a bleeder. Yeah. Like there's a lot of that where it's just like the scene cuts into the next thing. There's no fucking around with stuff. It's just like, bam, bam, bam. There's like quick action. Um to the jokes and to the next thing that's carrying the story, right? Yep. It keeps the pace really good. It does, yeah. It yeah, does. there's no wasted uh, dialogue or scenes. It, it sounds like there was in your version. Yeah, there was exactly. a ton. But a ton. Um, other than the singers, like I said, if you could cut out the singers, I feel like it would have it like it would have kept cooking. Um, so the opening, I thought, was like pretty much my favorite stuff because uh, it, it's just it's well done it sets it all up well and then we jump ahead it's however many years too, yeah you jump ahead like 10 years is it um, 13 13 years wow yeah. Jesus and then it's great because once again it goes straight to the therapist and him talking about he's like was telling him the story so now you and he's out eating a sandwich yeah and then and that's once again another great performance by another great actor from Six Feet Under the Father yeah yeah and uh like if you watch him closely and i always notice this he is so good with the way he like licks the mustard off and he sees his wearing his uh he's his, yeah and he's and then he like bib. throws it away <laughs> and stuff and and then he's never even listening until he hears the words um rest, rest stop. stop yeah and then that's what catches his attention then he fucking mentions the gay checks up or the gay yeah, rest stop like, stuff for many which many is totally and he laughs at him too he's like we'll talk next week <laughs> he's like for many many yeah, he purposely plants that fucking thing to try to bring more like a uh, therapy into it he's like it's a homosexual hangout for many 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 gay men <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like he, I think he says many three or four times. He does, and then he's like, "Ted's like, uh, what, what are you, what are you saying? Oh, time's up. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll delve into that next yep. week." <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "So everyone seemed to really come prepared for their their little roles. Like even Chris Elliott, also his Chris Elliott's so demeanor. Good. Yeah. So I mean, so." I have, this is another movie where you get a big reveal, I guess. It's semi-big at the at the end where a everybody woogie. wants Mary, but he's actually Woogie. Dan Wooganowski. So, it, knowing this... <laughs> I only this, live four towns away, Ted. Knowing this makes <laughs> the way that he acts a little bit suspect throughout the early parts of the movie. Um, Chris Elliott's thing, I don't know if that was a necessary thing to write in that he is Woogie. It, it, but if... I knew he was woogie the whole time this time, and yeah, wa watching exactly. him, he 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 was he was relishing in the fact that Mary was a big fat slob now. When Ted was misdirected, right. he seemed pretty happy about that and was laughing and stuff. And if he was in love with Mary, that made a lot of sense because maybe he's like, oh, you know, I was I was obsessed with the wrong person or whatever. Right, right. He's got a like seems like he's got a great wife now yeah like the, the way they wrote in his marriage like a, a, if you like him so much brent you can have them be yeah i guess i would have thought like <laughs> they were writing that in to juxtapose like his perfect marriage against ted's loser life i Single. guess is what they were trying to do it yeah but then if you think about it later like do you want some cookies he's got to be like completely crazy to to pass on on that on that marriage i don't know 
But it's, it, that, that's like weird for me over the like. course of the movie. It's I like guess grass is greener. She's baking cookies like for her friend while her and husband. blowing them while he watches cops. Yeah. yeah, and bringing him cigars and stuff. She seems she, fantastic. Which she I do brang. like at the end reel when he's blowing her and then. They're, they're singing the song at the end. Did you guys yeah. see for those credits? And yeah. then she pulls his head back down. I've seen them so many times. Who would? There's an end, yeah, there's an end credit scene where, where everyone's singing, singing song. that, um, yeah, but that Buttercup yes. song, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. And Buttercup. he's given her head with no shirt on and he pops up to sing and then she puts his head back down. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so Chris Elliott's character was a little bit, um, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't even know. Like, I, I understand Ted needing the friend to go through the movie, but the fact that he turned out to be Woogie at the end of it. And all his like uh, hives and stuff like that. His weird, oh, and his, that, that was his just, shoe obsession and yeah, everything. That was, I liked that all was, that. Yeah, that was weird for me. I was okay with it. I kind of maybe. I think I wanted this movie. This movie could have been an interesting, for me, romantic comedy, and it, it it goes over the edge to to the slapstick comedy in many cases. So that might be where this movie resides. But it, oh god, those are the, some of the things I laughed at the most, though. What like, the romantic stuff or the slapstick? no? So I can't believe we didn't talk about this, but like. I will never forget the first time I saw this in the theater. And the reason why I'll never forget the first time I saw this in the theater is because when Ted tries to give him the baseball and he attacks Ted, I was laughing so hard. I like had to stand up and like go into the aisle when he was spinning him around and throwing him yeah, and stuff. Him on the ground. It was so funny. And later on in the movie, when Ted's got the dog in a headlock and he smashes him on a wine glass on the counter and stuff. Yeah. All that shit to me was so, and it was still funny to this day. Yeah, the, it's unfortunate the extended scene. I think his fight with the dog was a lot longer. The only thing I, I would have, it was almost too long. Yeah, on the, the original regular, version. Yeah. yeah, the only thing I would have taken out in the original version <clears throat> is the eye poking thing because it it made no sense. Yeah, no, see, that's where. I, yeah. So maybe yeah. the the version you watched had a lot more of that stuff in it. Uh, some, but I know the, like the eye poking was really the only thing I felt totally didn't make sense. I felt like that was just them kind and of the singing, throw, like in, indulging themselves. Yeah, a little see, bit. That, that's what I mean. So there's a couple of scenes like that throughout. Even I think in the regular version, if my memory was serving me correct, that that just the, this movie didn't need to be a Fairly Brothers complete slapstick. Like about as bad as it needed to get was the ball sack and, and the dick and the zipper. Yeah, and then the cum in the hair. Because, like, at the times, those things... And then, I don't know. But then she goes out to the restaurant with the crazy, spiky hair. Yeah. I, I, so I mean, it, I feel like, like that doesn't land as well as it no. used to. Because uh, it, it wouldn't make any sense how it got on there. Like, I mean, there's three guys sitting around this table. And I think we've all probably masturbated, you know, in our lives. And none of us have got, like, couldn't find it. And Mystery. it was hiding on our ear. Like, so that was it would never happen in a I million years. I mean, but that's years. just no. part of the fun, yeah. right? Like, you gotta, you gotta if suspend... I didn't, a belief a little you do, bit but yeah. once you see it once and this is my problem with the fairly brothers movies is after you see it the first time in your life and it's shocking and then time goes on and you not only have seen it from them but then you've seen it from other people who are trying to be as shocking and it's just not it doesn't hit the same it did when i saw this for the first time like there's been tons of movies where characters are masturbating on screen now and yeah all kinds that's of fair. weird stuff going on so so their jokes don't land as well for me on a, on a second viewing or, or, you know, a 15 years later viewing. I'm sure we've all a seen lot of that stuff is the shock of the first time though. Like, like me, myself and Irene where he split pisses, right? Yeah. Like that's something that's super funny the first time you see it because it's like absurd and it's this, it, like everyone has had that happen. Not everyone. Guys have had that happen. Mm -hmm. 
Chicks um, too. I wonder. <laughs> there's a, I wonder. There's a lot of there's like there's there's three stories going on. So there's uh, the Ted story, which yeah. is the A, and then there's I feel like that Matt Dillon story is almost more of the B than the Mary story. I think so too. And yeah. then Mary's life, personal life, with like trying to find love and take care of Warren and her neighbor and stuff is kind of like a C. So, okay. So here, friends. yeah. So here now, um, so this, you could call this a slapstick comedy. You could also call this a romantic comedy maybe. Um, oh, for sure. But this movie is not, love. this movie's not for girls. I don't think because mm, probably not. Mary is like almost, I don't know if perfect is the right word, but I think what they tried to do when they were making her was think of a stereotype of a woman that, that no guy would be able to resist. So, you know, slender, blonde, very attractive, Athletic. Um, doctor, orthopedic surgeon, and nice to everybody. And she plays golf. She's she, sports like she, she and drinks beers football. and eat hot dogs. Yeah. Right. So like, it was it was a little bit too much of that. Like, she did she have says, to be an orthopedic surgeon? Because that again, I know this is not a serious movie, but like those people work for a living, and she would probably be working a whole ton. I think she's out of her office once, and it looks like a light day. <laughs> that's just not how it would be. She's like always out hitting golf. Like she should have been the architect. Even even her uh, one or two even her description here. of a man was someone who could play thirty six rounds of thirty six yeah. holes of golf and then go to a baseball game and drink like real like beer, beer and eat hot dogs. Which I might add, Ted probably couldn't do. They do go to play golf. They show golf clubs on the table, but they never show him hitting. He could suck as bad as Pat did. She's not. When they also, were, she's not very good. She's. Yeah, her you can swing tell she's is, not hitting. No, her swing is uh, very much like someone gave her one day of fucking yeah. how to hit a golf it's ball. It's better than most golf people I've seen in, that's in fair. movies. That's and, fair. And, and, uh, but yeah, that, that's all bad. She fucking heals one on oh, one yeah. of the shots. And it, you can tell that's they not a, a launcher they don't make anything of it. Yeah. But like she fucking wangs it. <laughs> and the splash was a little too, click, too quick. Yeah. Um, um, so anyway, so they made her, they made <laughs> her out to be... There. They made her out to be a little bit too perfect in my end. Well, to the, did to your the point where... Did your girlfriend watch it yeah and she was like oh mary likes to drink beer and blah, she's so perfect and oh geez and I was okay like, yeah. so that's an interesting well it's kind of the same way i feel about many of the chick flick movies where the guys have to be like a prince and super fucking handsome and awesome in the sack and like so sweet to her mom like blah i'm like that on well, the yeah, opposite but, role it's always like blah why can't people have like more flaws oh no it was just a big misunderstanding well, i am that's perfect. the point of the movie it's like a, i know the movie is fantasy right yeah i guess and I feel but like it, it could have been point. like why like we all live in reality why do i want to watch a romance where she falls for a guy who's like absolutely fucking broken and but then sh- but like, that's she's the reverse just broken of what actually right happens here and you know ted is a psycho like every time someone makes a joke about him being a psycho it's basically true he's obsessed I don't think he's obsessed or a psycho. He just has thought about her. It's a, someone like he had this like every this, day for thirteen years. <laughs> it's a little extreme. Well, he has this love for her, but I mean, she's like you say, she's perfect. Yeah. She's beautiful and likes him, and like he's not exactly a looker. So it, the rest of his relationships through life would have been with uh, girls much more attainable than Mary. So, I mean, you'd think about that. For sure. And like, maybe that's a little bit obsessive, but he doesn't ever cross a line. Yes, he does. No, but How? I, he, he hires a private investigator to find her. her. I know, but I but feel what's like wrong with that? To that's find psycho. somebody. That's he just wants to find her. He doesn't want to stalk her. Like that's why Matt, Matt, uh, what the fuck? Dylan. Dylan keeps saying, um, you wanted me to, to like follow this girl around, but that's never what he asked for. He just asked for him to find her. Yeah. He didn't ask Dylan for him to do what he obsessed. did. And then even at the end, like, like Ted's, 
just cares for her. He wants the best thing for her. That's why he calls Brett Favre, right? Like that's he's yeah, not that's how that's how all. he redeems himself. It's still pretty well, that's the arc. that he would hire someone. But but even but I feel like they do a good job with the writing where they constantly are um the, like Ted's kind of resisting it and Matt Dillon Matt Dillon makes him feel guilty and then he he actually tries to call it off because Matt Dillon's making him feel that way. And then Matt Dillon's like, no, I'll do it. Yeah. And he's, and he's like, like whatever. whatever. And walks out. So yeah. they don't they don't make him like be aggressive about pursuing it. No, they kind of make yeah. him like a little bit hesitant. And he does feel, he definitely does feel. And then when he finds out that he is similar to those guys in any way whatsoever, that he like immediately goes the other way and tries to get Mary back with the guy that was probably the one that she should be with. Yeah. And so, he never uses any information. Like he never searches for like a back door to get to to manipulate her into liking him. Like he just wants to find her and then see how it goes. Yeah, he hmm. he's himself. He never he never lies like the others about what he does for a living. Or he never tries to you know do something that that he's not comfortable with to make her think he's someone he's not like well, not dealing with she, golfing that's or, why she ends up actually liking him is because not only is he actually a good person but he was never like devious aside from just trying to get someone to find her which is one of these things that annoys me in movies sometimes when there's dialogue that could be easily quenched with like a single line of explanation of what's really happening instead of oh, allowing the, yeah. the misconception to carry on. Like you hired this guy to stalk me or whatever. He's like, no, I just hired him to find you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like right there, then all of a sudden you've got a new understanding. The conversation could take a different direction, also, but he never says it. And yeah. also another, I feel oh, like, sorry, one, well, and just to add to that, that she thinks he's a killer, yes. but that's all made up too. And, like he could, I mean, I she, guess to say he didn't know anything about him only makes that situation worse. But she yeah. never really liked Matt Dillon anyway. So like, just her finding out he was a killer, she was kind of always she on the fence. She was settling. Yeah, she was intrigued because he was saying all the right things. But yeah. I think she even realized they said Mary changes her mind a lot. Her friends did. But another save the cat or another moment where it makes Ted look good is when Matt Dillon comes <laughs> back. He comes up with the worst lies about her, about her weight, about her having a bunch of kids. And Ted still wants to meet her. Yeah. So he's and not. And he says, maybe I can help her. Or yeah. Something. He's yeah. not after the perfect person. He actually really likes her as a person. And even though she's not what she used to be, he was still willing to like, you know, ex accept her or at least try and like Brent said, help her. Yeah. Yeah. He's still okay to bang. Yeah. All, everyone else bang. around him is much more Drug egregious with and fucking gross yeah. than him. Yeah. No, I guess that's true. I guess Did that's true. Did they make true. crotchless wheelchairs? <laughs> Crotchless, crotchless wheelchairs—is that a thing? You just put her in a swing. That's Sorry, my is. mind got my <laughs> so, mind went somewhere else with it. I actually, so I, even though I disagree with you on Ted, I do agree with you on Mary. I never thought about that. She's basically a guy with a hot body and yeah. blonde hair. Yeah, really. Yeah, which every guy wants. Every guy's secretly gay for a hot chick, like yeah. to be like a dude. Yeah, yeah. If you guys were chicks, I'd totally date you guys. Right on. Yeah, I'd be super slutty too. It'd be fun. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. nice to know. Yeah. Sweet. I'd be a whore. I'd take multiple dicks. <laughs> All the dicks. All the dicks. You couldn't throw enough dicks at me. <laughs> um, okay. That's great. All right. Let's move on from that. And then, so M Matt Dillon is uh, a very funny character. Um, he's super over the top. Yeah. The, his montage, though, is one of my favorite montages where he's playing with the people who are disabled and they're called the exceptional people. Or whatever, the, <laughs> and then he he like he smashes a bunch of them in the oh, football yeah. game, and then yeah. he like tries to like hold out the football, and makes one. I think he makes him fall. Uh, 
Yeah, he her brother. And yeah. he's like, exceptional, my ass. Yeah, yeah. that stuff is funny. Are you when he first, Yeah, when he first meets, well, he meets Mary outside and he's like throwing all the stuff at her and he's like, oh, that's what I, I'm an architect, yeah, but I, I have another passion. I work with retards. <laughs> and then he's talking about them being chained up in cages and stuff and he kind of talks his way out of it, but even as funny as all that is, I don't think there's any way Mary would have been into him after. Oh, there's just something about those goofy bastards yeah, that makes my heart. Life. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like she, I think she kind of, after his crazy rantings about buying releases and stuff like that, oh. she she is leery of him, but thinks maybe his heart's in the right place, but he yeah. doesn't he doesn't know any better, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Those goofy, d- yeah, goofy his, bastards. So he's so incompetent, but... Um, and then his his incompetence with architecture. And I think the character for me that's the most unbelievable is her friend who's the Tucker? pizza guy. Lee Evans. Yeah. He, yeah, he to me seems like the character that if I feel like is the least real like it's he's very unrealistic it's, so this he's is the choice over the top. this is the choice they made with the movie to, to culminate it in this big ending where they have like 10 people in her apartment vying for her love yeah um, and that's it, the big it just it, it means you so many characters are written and then it's like you got to pull it out of nowhere that he's a pizza delivery guy and that's a little bit too perfect like, I to love be hanging her, at these swanky parties and he's like <laughs> Tucker's talking to these other girls and like who knows what the fuck he's jabbering on well, about. Well that's what Colin points out. He's like, look at that. That guy has three good looking women captivated. Yeah. So if he them. was like a serial like whatever using a, a disability to try and score women, that would have made sense, but it was all for Mary. Yeah, and he was good at it, like really good at it. So like, why would he have not used it in other parts of his life? Absolutely. If instead he's just a pizza guy. Yeah, and he when he turns into the pizza guy, architecture because he really knows yeah. it. Yeah, and when he when he turns into the pizza guy, he's like all of a sudden stupid and aloof and unsociable and like yeah. all that stuff. Like, no, I'm sorry. So <laughs> actually, I never thought about that. Yeah, his character, his persona is so much more charming, intelligent, manipulative. But his real life personality is none of those yeah, he things. Yeah, knows, he knows right. how to be that, but he's just not. Yeah. No. And if it he makes utilized no that sense. for good, he could easily become something. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or at least run some different and better cons. But so, yeah, that, that, that falls a little flat um, for me as well. As funny as it is to watch him go between, oh, that's really great. When were you to Santiago, Chile? Twice last year. That's an excellent. So like, that's that's excellent. a really good impression. Yeah. The, one of the funny things that I read about him, actually, was uh, one of the critics' reviews was that his his British accent was fucking abysmal. Like, oh, just really? the worst thing. But, but Lee British. Evans is British. Yeah, he yeah. is British. <laughs> <laughs> it's his American accent that's so terrible, in my opinion. But what are you doing? I'm a pizza delivery guy. Yeah, his, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pat, um, uh, Matt Dillon's character. So he's like, so, um, Pat Healy. he's always sitting out there listening to everything that he says, the way he plays her, like those scenes actually work pretty well. He's like, he knows that they're listening in on phone calls. So he has the, has the phone call with, uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah. Um, you got that right, man. Dog, it's a little bit presumptuous to pages. think that they'd be listening to it at that exact moment, but well, Magda always was, Yeah, Magda. Always I think was. she like tells them she hears them or something. Magda and her tits. Oh my God. I also feel like the Magda <laughs> character is, he sees her tits and he goes, well, there's a chick first in, chick the, in armor. the armor. <laughs> first chick in the armor, Ted. Yeah. I, I actually, uh, also feel like Magda's character could have gone as well. Yeah. You had her friends and stuff. I don't know if you really needed Magda. She was just I for like, over the top comedy. You that like Magda? actress, like she's in um she's in most of the Fairly Brothers movies, yeah, I think. Yeah, she is. Um she was in Kingpin. 
um, as the landlord with the scummy teeth. Oh, so bad. That's the same woman. Yeah, yeah, it is. She's I know. the one she's that's like in so versatile. Kingpin. She, yeah, she, she's not recognizable. No, um, in those two roles. Yeah. So, so this is a bit of a wandering part of the movie, but I feel like it was funny enough to justify them wandering. In the script is uh, when he meets Harlan Williams. On the way, he decides oh, he's yeah. going to drive to Florida. And this is the and thing. Do the rest, and it thing. is wandering, but it it's some of the some of the funnier moments in the movie. Like, but it also it also provides an, a reason for uh, for uh, Woogie to, to go come. and get Ben Stiller and That's get down true. there. It is. Uh, yeah, with the cops and everything, the, the guy from Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> Slamming I, his head off the I, I fucking love yeah. that scene. I just love that scene because the way they wrote it to set it up is so interesting. Because Ted, <laughs> it's, the, it's the confusion of Ted knowing that it's illegal for the hitchhikers. It was set up it's so perfectly. It's something about Vinny, yeah. right? And then they're like, we found the guy in the car. And they're talking about the body. And he thinks it's the, they, yeah. the hitchhiker. Yeah, we, we found your friend He's in like, the car. What, is, what do you mean? Something the hitchhiker? Vinny. It's my, no. co- my cousin Vinny is and where his, they ripped that from. And his attitude is so, um, his attitude is so um, casual about yeah. it because he thinks it's not a big deal. He's yeah. just like, oh, I get oh, caught for everything. Yeah. How many have you caught. done? Hitchhikers? 20, 25? I don't 30? know. Who, who, who keeps count? <laughs> he's count- he's you like, son of a bitch. He's like, why did you do it? Just tell us why you did it then. I don't know, boredom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That shit's all... Every line See, is so funny. Every answer to the questions are so funny because they make sense in his head. But to the cops, it makes him like such a cold-blooded oh, yeah, serial killer. Yeah. See, he says psycho. I think it's funny, but what, <laughs> but I don't know if it belongs in this movie. Well, the only reason it doesn't belong is because you didn't need to take that that detour. It's too much of a detour. Like I know it covers off the rest stop joke and pushes that through. That's it, funny. it gets Woogie to come and get him. I, it, all of it is funny. It's just and also when they they're talking to him about letting him out. That once again the directing and editing is them standing in the cell talking. And when it cuts to him, he's like a guy is hugging him. Yeah. On the bed. <laughs> and that guy is super disappointed. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that prisoner like just lost his bitch. But look, he looks like a really warm spot to be a little spoon with that. Yeah, thing. A little bit. and then as and then everyone, you'd be safe. You just have a really wide and, asshole. And there's a really funny moment when everyone he's getting out and everyone is cheering and stuff, and he's yeah. like, "Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing about Harlan Williams is that he's in. A lot of these fucking movies with Farley's yeah, actually. Yeah, he is. I, I don't he's know. He's a special talent, but he's, he's not the kind of guy belong. you can give a movie to. No. Do you know what I mean? Like jokes to. He give him some jokes. He could be a different character other than always just this random. I, I do love the dialogue. Like I feel like his scene is far more funny, and his character is far more funny in this than Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like Dumb and, and Dumber. I, the dialogue is, and is stuff a ab- about the abs, and then when he's like, "You're fucking fired." Yeah, that. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. really funny. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny. I just don't think it, it belongs. Like for a movie with this long a runtime, that's something you could have figured out a quicker way to have. This movie should have been ninety minutes. Yeah. yeah. Like, why couldn't right. you, don't, you don't maybe gone Williams. with him on the road trip in the first place? I, I mean, I just it would have been really hard to cut all that stuff after you'd saw it and shot it and edited it. It would, it, it, but you you should have probably cut it. You're right. You know what? After he goes to the boardroom and be like, "She's a fox," and he's gonna go see her. Um, 
You could have cut that, to the two of them together driving yeah, to go or see her. Yeah, even better is you could have gone back to Chris Elliott's house and he would have been like, well, I'll go with you. And and then his wife would have been like, oh yeah, honey, just go away like with no warning on a trip. See you later. Like be the more perfect wife. And that would have driven it home. What, you could have done stories. Wii shoots and 100% had them and then they just are in Miami. They're in the car together and then you have some, they could have still maybe, no, I wouldn't want to pick up the hitchhiker. Anyway. No, no. I'm, I'm saying you could have watched it in editing and said, let's Wii shoot a couple scenes where he, He's gonna go with them. Yeah, would have taken cost no money. Yeah, to me it doesn't kill the peso. It is like a like a small detour, but I don't mind it. I think it's funny. The jail stuff is funny. I mean, you also get the, the Harlem Williams scene. stuff is funny. You get the Chris Elliott head scene. Yeah, too. Yeah, and they I mean, see him on cops, which is funny. you would have been yeah. cutting out a lot. Yeah, I don't know. And it's like a Chekhov's gun because he fucking he mentions the the rest stop gayness in the beginning. It so is, it is some of my some of my favorite stuff to be honest. I it, it would have been like I said, I feel like that's a definitely a huge place where you could have cut this movie down to make it shorter. Yeah. And it doesn't take anything from the no, story away. It but just I, finishes a couple of setups. But things. I do do so love that stuff. Yeah. yeah I, you're not, I laugh you're not all wrong. Time. It could go, but Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if if you if the studio was like you got to make this ninety minutes, that's where you that's a he, where you go, right? For sure, yeah, hundred percent. And then he arrives, and Matt Dillon is making out with her on the steps. See, for me, that was a bit of a speed bump because like he sees her with her boyfriend right away, and he's like not deterred at all no. because it's Matt Dillon. But he, oh, right, you know what? Yeah. That's a good point. He knows that, that guy manipulated his way, and sorry, I for, totally forgot they'd met and had yeah. conversations. And M- Matt Dillon's character gets even weirder when he gets the teeth. Those oh, dentures are that. hilarious, yeah. it, by I mean, the way. It's, it's also funny how they set that up, how he's listening with his amazing sound gear to, to the office <laughs> conversation, and she likes big, white, pearly teeth, and he gets that done. And then it seems like she's really not into him after that. No, um, she's not. Because she's like, he's trying to make out with her in the step, and she's like, "How's my stomach taste?" And he's like, Bleh. "Yeah," and he yeah. stiffed her on the lunch bill and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the beginning of the end for him there. Yeah, he was never gonna last. But I do like. Um, it's it's funny to me because when Ted comes out there and he's like, "Or oh, he could just ditch that loser and sp- and hang out with me tonight," she does. She's not happy that he says that. She she thinks it's like uh, overboard. Yeah, her reaction. Is he has crossed there. a line totally. Yeah. But then she's like, "Where are you staying?" Yeah, yeah, okay. At the hotel. Pick you up at eight. They make a plan for the next night, though. No, don't that's they? that night because she talks later oh, about yeah, having about to having cancel to with him. him. Right. And he's outside listening, and she's like, "He's like, what the fuck? Like, she's yeah. gonna cancel." She's like, "Oh, now I have to cancel with old what's her name? What's yeah. his name?" I love when she says, "I have to cancel with what's his face," because yeah. that's like the worst that's thing the she could say. <laughs> and he's like, "What's his face?" Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the worst thing someone could say about you. They're, they they won't even fucking say your name. And then Tucker shows up with the. With the the murder charges yeah, bullshit and makes it even worse. That's a little too much for me. It's it's a uh, it's not necessary. It's then, not, she's then we have she's to go on the pizza. He has to chase him as a pizza boy, and they're making the delivery, and he's like tackling him. And then they're at the bar. Where his car comes from? The pizza guy deli- comes from the road and parks in the drive-through. Yeah. Matt Dillon has Drives parked his car backwards <laughs> in the bushes to the fucking right of the garage. <laughs> right up in the lawn, yeah. right? So that was once again a choice. Car? How is he waiting? The there? guy walks out and he's like, oh, where's my pizza? I'd be like, what the fuck is this car doing on my lawn? That was yeah. uh, that was a choice to want to get it all in one shot yeah, again. Exactly. So they wanted to pan the camera over in his car driving. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's bad. So it's that probably some of the worst directing. But yeah. That doesn't work too well. No. No. And, and th- th- those guys think that Ted's just going to join their posse. 
they're in that room and they're like they, have an it's agreement. Funny. Their and, agreement is that they'll just they, they'll stop fighting each other and let Mary make the choice on who she wants. Like any of them still stands a chance. Well, that's fucking Matt Dillon comes in at the end and he's like, "All right, she, we're not leaving this room till Mary picks." Yeah. Like, <laughs> why would you think rationally that she would ever pick anybody in that room? Yeah, yeah totally true. They also drop a little bit of a hint in the the girls' lunch they're having before her and Pat end up hooking up. Um, where they, they talk about that she had been dating Brett and he was so perfect and the, um, the black lady calls him Packer Man. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little bit of a foreshadowing. Wink or a nod. You'd need to be really astute to pick that up. Yeah, and I also like at the end of that lunch where she's talking about being alone, she's like, that's okay, I've got a vibrator and they laugh, but then Pat is also like, and they know he laughs, so they're kind of thinking that's funny. And then they laugh at that That was a nice little subtle. Yeah, I like her friend goop and stuff and like I love What's-Her-Face, Sarah Silverman's in there. and Sarah Silverman, I... Fucking love yeah, Sarah I really Silverman. like her too. She'd be I have like such a big crush on her. I do and too. She's so funny. Yeah, I have a. That's perfect. why I have that's a like crush the, on her. That's like my Mary. Oh. Just someone that could like verbally abuse me and like make me laugh <laughs> while it's happening. Yeah, like a female Don Wickles. Yeah, just yeah. just tear, <laughs> just tear <laughs> me apart. Just not make fun of you. No, yeah. I agree with that. Like I, I think that's also why I have a crush on her because like, like she is an attractive woman, but she's so much more attractive because of her personality. She's yeah. fucking brilliant. Like she's like a supermodel to me. She's yeah. great. Like, she'd be so fun to hang out with. Yeah. Like, and just be around and stuff. Even, like, as a friend, she would be awesome as a friend. Yeah, she mm. could make you laugh while making jokes about how small your dick is. Like, yeah. you'd, be, you'd be, like, so hurtful, yeah. but it's so, <laughs> so really so funny. Yeah. Not my dick, it's huge, but you guys, maybe. So, where does it go wrong for Ted again? Oh, so there's well, the wait, montage. Now, yeah, so then they start dating. It's because uh, they send a letter. Of, so then we got to have the, pretty much the iconic scene that everybody would remember for this when he goes to clean the pipes. Uh, before his date with her um yeah so i think we talked a bit about this already like with you'd smash your load and then you wouldn't know where it went it's Actually, kinda, yeah, it, but that they handle doesn't it, bug me because it's just they a handle it funny the way he's looking for it and all confused and, and if you watch it really close they're always hiding the left side yeah they don't show face. the ear on the camera yet. yeah so there's no bad camera work or continuity stuff there with the cum on his ear and you know they get to it pretty quick at the door and um, that is the scene that made this movie so popular and yeah. famous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even over the ball, I think the ball zip scene is, is from comedic terms, better. Me too. Um, 100%. It's just the way they set it up and the way it carries through and drives the story. This one is a, just an, another slapstick gig. And then, you know, funny enough that she puts it in her hair, but then we have to sit through that next scene with her hair <laughs> up like that. You could have. Um, you could have. pretty risky back then. You could have yeah, gone. For sure. You could have come like that. If yeah. you, once again, if you wanted to. We'll take that out because it like you could have gone from her saying what hotel are you staying at to them eating corn dogs and then smoking weed and talking about sports center because i feel like those two are the best scenes between them yeah about the meat on sticks and then them smoking weed and then her lying about being a lesbian and then she asked them to come watch sports center yeah those two are my favorite scenes yeah. between the two of them. You could get rid of the thing in the bar with the hair because all she's doing is giving you information about Matt Dillon, which we already know that he's a, she found out he was a killer and this and that. Yeah. Like that whole scene is just there for the joke with her hair standing up straight. That's yeah. That's the only reason no, that scene is there. And because and she, she's not telling us anything new. Yeah. I would, I don't know. Yeah. It, 
he wouldn't have said anything to her about that hair like because like it's not like he had to say that was actually semen it could be like oh that gel like really made your hair stand up why did why does her hair not stand up for the rest of the night yeah exactly so that it should have been maybe a shot of him sitting in her car with her hair up like that driving and he's looking and then when they get to the restaurant it's normal again i don't know at some point that conversation had to happen and i have a hard time believing even in this comedy that's not supposed to be serious that he let it go that long or nobody else told her i guess <laughs> no no one's going to say they think not it's the a right fashion. things to be focusing on but yeah um, they think it was a fashion statement they were like oh she's cool but this was <laughs> once was an I- iconic scene and you know it's a chuckle but it's not like it's not the funniest part of this movie anymore yeah yeah it's no, the most but i still the, think it's funny it's i don't i don't hate it and i don't, no, don't like i think it. sometimes I we we get into the minutiae of the comedy yeah. stuff yeah. a little bit too much yeah. And we forget that a lot of this stuff is just meant to be like not considered heavily. It's just meant to be a funny fleeting moment, which is basically what this is. The bar scene could be short, like you're saying, the hair could be somewhere else, but it, to have him jizz on his ear and have her think it's gel, which also like who uses that much gel for Ben Stiller's <laughs> hair, but um, <laughs> which didn't have gel in it, which obviously just had gel in it. But um, I don't mind that scene. And I, and I do like frequently when I listen back, I think like, man, we really fucking missed the point of that that scene maybe sometimes some of the stuff we we take it a little bit too too seriously or we look yeah, at it a little I bit just, too analytically when it's just meant to be a fleeting comic moment. it's true i just i look at a lot of things as like when a scene does multiple things so if it if it's funny and it passes along information and it drives the story through that's going to be a better scene than a scene that's just a joke don't disagree yeah. so like the, yeah. what we were talking about with the harlan williams pulling them over with the beer and uh, he drinks the piss yeah, it's a big waste. There's no that's dumb and dumber. Yeah, and that's dumb and dumber. But I'm just saying that's my kind of what I'm talking about. Like, I honestly think going through this movie that I, if you would have just taken out the stupid singing things, I think it would have been fine. A big improvement. I think it would have just. Been, I think it would have been a good comedy. I think so too. Around when you're making a movie. Um, when you have some of the scenes like the Fairley brothers have, like that's going to make it, you see it. It's nothing you've ever seen before. You laugh like super hard. And that movie does well at the box office mm. versus someone who makes a movie and says, I want in 20 years people to watch this and feel X, Y, Z about it again. Yeah. So like Ghostbusters, whether intentionally or not, they're like, I want this to go down in time as one of the greatest movies ever comedy groundhog day, those kind of level comedies versus this where, you know, yeah, I, I take it a little bit too much and I'm talking about it a little too critically for what it's supposed to be. But, um, you know, in terms of thinking about it, does it still hold up today? Um, I, you know, that would be something that I would say not as not as much. That's Which all. is weird because I feel like Kingpin, the lesser success in the box office is actually lasts longer as far as being funny still. I've, I actually watched that not too long ago and I kind of I kind of dug it for you know it's not an amazing movie but there's a lot good about it and and definitely Bill Murray I haven't is, seen it in a while part of that you know what I, I feel like it's funny stuff. you know what I think we should do that one because you know what I think is uh more kind of makes that one more lasting is uh the the uh arc of character for Woody Harrelson yeah because his character's life is is completely well, yeah. in shambles. Well, yeah, he has right. the arc, and so does Randy Quaid. Whereas Ted has and, like, and what's her name, Vanessa Angel. They all do. They yeah. all learn and grow, and that's what yeah. makes that. Whereas good. Ted has a fairly decent job, and uh, he's writing a book and stuff, and he wants to be a writer, and he his life's not that. It's not really that bad. He just he yeah. just can't stop thinking about this girl. So yeah. like the the stakes almost aren't there like they are in Kingpin. Yeah. Where this is really Woody Harrelson's last chance to make himself any kind of thing Impact. out of his life yeah. that he, because he left his hometown 
And everyone thought he was going to be this huge bowling star. He munsoned it. Well, Bill Murray, <laughs> yeah. Bill Murray fucks him. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's, <laughs> not, it's not through any fault of his own. But he it is, though, it. because he says, naivety, but yeah. he says he, he chose to participate. He should have turned Bill Murray, Bill Murray down. Yeah, he didn't know. Yeah, that but he wanted to scam those people. But he was young and naive. And yeah, got exactly. caught up with a, yeah. with a guy who was like a senior fucking lead. Anyways, we're not reviewing yeah. that movie. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting way off the course but here. But it, it's interesting, too, if we go back to something about Mary, that Ted, uh, the way that Mary describes the kind of guy that she likes, Ted actually meets a lot of that criteria where he ha he's a writer, so he has a job he could just pick up and yeah. pick up stakes and go anywhere. And he does seem to like, so he might be not a great golfer, but he likes beer and hot dogs and all that kind and of stuff. And Warren. he loves Warren. Yeah, and loves Warren and can take care of him. So he, I, I think that's really cool how they worked in what she's describing. And, and it's actually Ted without you realizing because he's not... He doesn't put that forth as, as his main attributes in any way, shape, or form, but mm -hmm. he they, secretly fits them. They both also have the exact same the cat, which is Warren, because they both... Ted defends Warren and she loves Warren unconditionally and like her life around. She even says when he says moving, she's, she factors Warren into every decision yep. that she makes. So it makes them so much more likable when they care about him. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's a, it's a great, a great thing to have for, to have that for your characters. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And so that's kind of their common bond. Right. Is, is kind of her brother. And the ear thing. There is a time when, uh, <laughs> He touches his ear during one of the montages and he starts swinging at Ted and Ted has to run for the fucking fences. And yeah. she's like, so he attacks Ted a couple more times. Uh, no, isn't it? Um, he fucks. Oh, Matt no, Dillon he punches Pat. And he punches, punches Pat, Pat in, the in the throat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah. But I don't think he goes after he, Ted again, he does he? He swings at Ted during the montage. Oh, one of the right. And Ted ducks and gets out of the way. And, yeah, because he's expecting it. Yeah. yeah and then she, she's like, Warren. But, uh. Yeah, no, he does. He does throat punch. He punches him right in the Adam's apple, yeah. hard too. That yeah. could have killed him. It could have, yeah. But so anyway, the finale is when the letter comes. Yeah. So she finds out. She gets rid of Ted, and then Ted ends up going after Pat. The music um, is great there and stuff, and and then the the pause at the door where he says like the reason I had to find you is because I never thought my life would be good. Yeah, my I life didn't. would just never be good again. I thought about you every day for thirteen years, and I thought if I didn't see you again my life would never be good yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a nice touching little moment and and you yeah. believe his sincerity it's fucking you can see that on her crazy face. it is a little crazy it is a little some crazy. people could take that as really crazy which i'm more on that end but you know uh, what there's the theory though that when you say something to somebody it's only how they feel about you that makes it crazy or sweet yeah so if somebody really likes you and you say like I want to be with you for the rest of my life. I've that thought about you for creepy. 13 years. Yeah. <laughs> and, but if you, if they really, really like you and you say that, that would then be endearing. that's, yeah, yeah, it's sweet. It's true. So it's how Mary feels about natural Ted. born killers works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so and, then, yeah. So then we get the ragtag team together and they, they kind of, the two guys, um, uh, Tucker or whatever his real name is, Brett. No, um, shit. What is his real name? Is American pizza. What's his call him? Tucker. Fuck, I can't Norm. remember now. Norm, yeah. But as soon as Ted finds out that those guys fucked Mary over with Brett, yeah, he, he immediately changes course. He walks out and he does the right thing, somehow finding Brett Favre. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was very fast. How the fuck did he get a hold of him? Yeah, I know Brett he was in town. He said he was in town playing the Dolphins, which was pretty fucking lucky. That's um, very. So he must have just like I don't know how he. He went do to the that. hotel and like knocked on the door or something. Yeah. Probably so just then backtrack those dick pics. Uh, numbers yeah and then woogie kind of makes his appearance and does his last ditch 
try for her and then everybody shows up at her place and even the old man who she gives like bagels or burgers and kisses on the cheek is is fairly inappropriate but i don't um, think so uh, whatever he's been banging magda too i know just to get to her i never wanted you i just fucked you to get to mary and then has a rifle and shoots the guitar player so he pays the biggest cost out of any of these guys. I like, I like the Chris Elliott shoe thing. I thought that was funny because he's I like, like I'm it because get... he's not actually dangerous, but you yeah. think he's going to be dangerous. He's like, I need something to remember you by. And then the next scene, she's dragging him, like holding him in the place, and he's trying to steal all of her pumps. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I deserve it, you fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just one pair. And then he tries to get Brett to sign one of the shoes. Yeah. He's like, can you sign one of these right here? Yeah. yeah. And then he and then fucking he's like, get the, get the fuck out of here, you cock tease or whatever yeah. he says to him. And Mary. he says in front of Brett, he's yeah. like, you fucking tease. Yeah. And then it's, uh, you uh, know, what is heartening is Ted's last scene after he delivers Brett Favre to the door and then he walks out and he grabs the earphone off of Warren's head and he's like, see you, Warren. Like, Bye, Ted. Like that's that's really nice considering everything that's happened up to there, and then she um, notices that too. You oh, can see that on. The, she sees that he touches his it's ear. One of the factors for sure. And, and then, then I thought I thought it was really funny how he's walking out crying, and then she comes out and is like, "You forgot your keys," and you're like, "Oh, she's gonna oh poor Ted." But then she says the, "But I'd be happier with you." But once again, what ruins that scene is that those fucking idiots song. Yep. Sorry, guys. I'm sure they'll never hear this, but those guys are fucking terrible. And then they show the montage of all of the images we've seen of him seeing Mary. Yeah. All bad. Yeah. We don't need reminders at this point no, that he just loves have him Mary. Come out with that no, hilarious, ugly ju- cry. Yeah. yeah. And then she comes out. Yeah. Fucking move I know. on, guys. Fuck that me. That was horrible. Yeah, but I mean, I don't like it, but it's not going to ruin the movie for me, that one little thing. But yeah, it can definitely fuck Well, off. so then, John, are, are you like, what are you going to call it? Yeah, I'll call this one. Um, there, are, I think, like the Fairley Brothers, there are some there are some funny scenes. I like this. What I like about the movie is that there is uh, some. I don't know if it's arc of character really, because Ben Stiller doesn't really grow and change that much. He just kind of goes on this journey and gets what he wants. But at least there's something behind it, unlike Dumb and Dumber, I guess. If we're just comparing those two for a second, where there's like create no no absolutely no arc of character. There's at least people do change in this and achieve a goal. Um, that they want to get to. But um, a lot of the jokes don't hit as well for me. And I'm trying not even to let the fact that I watched the stupid extended edition affect my decision here. But I think I think some, if you hadn't seen this movie before, you could probably watch it and have a couple of chuckles. But for me, ultimately, I got to say this one doesn't hold up. Um, it just, Mary was a little too perfect. The movie stumbled in my opinion between romantic comedy and slapstick comedy and i would probably have liked this a bit more if it tried to be a straight up romantic comedy that was for guys um but when you start adding in a lot of the slapstick stuff that doesn't belong you think of entire scenes that probably could have been cut to keep you know the the integrity of what was put together here is a little long and um you know well acted good opening but it didn't carry through to the end this is like, yeah, this is a million, million times better than Dumb and Dumber, 100%. first of all. Yeah. Like a million times better. And like thinking of all of their catalogs, other movies they made, probably the best one. I can't, maybe Kingpin. I, yeah. But whatever, like this is, fuck, it's so tough. Like, because there's so many things I know if you could have just removed, it would have made the movie so much better. 
Like without those fucking singers, I almost feel like it holds up. I really do. It's so close. And I didn't watch the extended version. I really wish you'd stop doing that. I try. I don't <laughs> do know until, do that? I don't know I until like, the first scene happens. I feel and by like then 10 like, or 12 oh. minutes extra is going to really it harm really, this film. It did because the Jeffrey Tambor stuff so, doesn't work. So I'm really feeling like uh, maybe that's based on that shitty version you watched because I think I will say that if I can add this caveat, <laughs> if you take out those fucking singers... I think, and then the montage at the end and stuff. I I think this holds up. I fucking really do. I. But since those things are in there, I know. But I think I'm saying so. Like like Indiana Jones is a perfect example. When the last twenty minutes and the ending suck, you, to me that movie doesn't hold up. This that didn't happen. The end of this movie's good, and the last twenty minutes is some. There's some great stuff. I don't feel like there's any act that ruined this movie. They soap the end so quick. They yeah. go from like the big blowout in the house with Woogie. Brett Favre comes in, Ted leaves, they're together. Yeah. I, I feel, and there's a pretty good structure. I, I'll, I, I'll say this, it's fucking thin, razorly thin holds up. I, I fucking, it's so, it's, stop watching these standard versions because we're judging two different movies. We literally are. I at least had enough of it fresh in my mind where I knew when we were getting into an extended yeah, piece. Yeah, I know. I can say for sure though. that never should have been released. That would have been but, pissed off. But none I, of the none of what I mentioned I have a problem with was because of the extended cut. Yeah, it was, I don't it was know. That Jeffrey Tambor and stuff sounds it's so, terrible. It's horrible. Like if that stuff was in the movie, I think I'd feel this different way about it as well. I don't know. I, I say it's a razor thin hold up for me. Okay. <clears throat> Um. Well, dun, wow! Dun, dun, dun. I'm trying to the fucking tiebreaker. Rubber <gasps> match. I, I, I know. I know what I was gonna say well. before John spoke. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Some, some, I did but, too, but, but I some, struggled both. with it. But sometimes I, I watch a movie and I don't know until we discuss it. And then as we're discussing it and going through things, I'm realizing new things and considering things differently. Yeah. And it often like makes my decision for me while we're talking about me it. Me too. That happens. This one time. I felt like um, I knew beforehand and our discussion was um, insightful, but I, my mind hasn't changed. And I, I fucking think this movie holds up. I think it's good. I think it's funny. I think that actually, like we talk about a lot of the Farrelly stuff tends to be bits and ages poorly, but I don't feel like this movie did that. I feel like it holds up pretty well with the humor. Um, there's some cuts definitely that could be made. Those fucking music guys can just go right out of the yeah. movie. It would make me so happy. <laughs> and that's why I'm glad I fast forwarded that because I feel like that would have really harmed the movie. If I'd like to see a director's cut without that flashback, without these guys. I think you could tighten up a lot of stuff. But like, I don't mind the hitchhiker scene. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that scene. I love the <laughs> the cops in the station, all that stuff. Like for me, this movie is good. It's still funny. I think it flows really quickly, even though it's long uh, for a comedy too. It's like probably longer than i'd like comedies yeah, to be but 15 or 20 minutes um been really helpful but i think it holds up i think the fucking actors are money ben stiller i'm a fucking huge fan of ben stiller the performances are so good in this and right, actually yeah. cameron diaz um this movie is one of the movies that makes me like her because i'm not a huge cameron diaz fan but i love her in this movie and i think the fact that like the movie's called something about mary the fact that she's perfect is the point of the movie there is she is this fucking this rare creation that like defies all rationality logic. and, and yeah. logic. They could have called it she's Mary's perfect. perfect though. Instead of there's something about, there's just something about her. I can't put my finger on Oh, she's perfect. I see. That's a terrible title. Though. It I is. Think there's something about Mary's better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mary's, <laughs> perfect. Mary's perfect. Mary. Mary's perfect. Kind oh, of so a one on more question before we, <laughs> yeah. one Mary's more. perfect. Then she ends up with Ted. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. One more question before we sign off here. Um, one of the extended scenes that I didn't know if it was in the original, when her and Pat get back from a date and they're standing on her doorstep and she maybe thinks he's going to kiss her. Do you guys recall that scene? Nope. Okay. So in the extended cut, um, that he's doing an awkward goodbye and she's like maybe waiting for him to kiss or see if he wants to come in, but he doesn't. He's like, okay then. And he just turns around and starts walking away. And before she can take a step, he turns around. And he's like, um, he's like, Hey, uh, Mary, I just was wondering if I could uh, grab your tits. And she says, uh, she says, she just looks at him funny and then she's like, go for it. And then he steps up to her and he just like cups both her boobs and does like maybe a five or 10 second feel. And is like, all right then. And then walks away and she's like, all right then. And then what? walks in her house. Yeah. No, see, <laughs> like, I can't believe you watched a version with these terrible scenes in it. You, who, who would even write that? I changed my mind. Yeah. You should go it's back so, and it was, that, that one, I couldn't remember where it went. You but. should really go back and watch the original. Yeah. Cause like, it sounds like. It honestly sounds like it's about 12 minutes and that is so much. It's yeah, it's a ton. I, I will say like time. this movie wasn't like not like Dumb and Dumber where I'll never watch it again, piece of shit and maybe like the way I felt about Maverick oh, see, too as I, I like Dumb and Dumber is that bad. Yeah. It didn't hold up, but I, I really didn't like that. I really I, it was that was kind of offensively bad for me. But this one I like I will watch again. I'll probably wait some time and then I'll make sure uh, I'll watch the the regular cut. Please, but, um, please. Yeah, maybe I can poison some of that stuff out of my brain. Okay, <laughs> Franks and Beans gets. Uh, this is a good. This is a good discussion, see, because I like didn't think it held up. You were razor thin. Me and you are. Me and you are usually on the same page, but I definitely yeah. think this one held up. I know. It's usually me on the. Uh, oh, yeah. This is a rare. That's a rare thing, actually. Right on. Nice. All right. Sexy. Enjoy your it shit, everybody. Sexy. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs> the only Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.